0: Yay. Yay! All right, well <laughs> uh, Welcome to Saucy Spirits This is a podcast where we talk about The paranormal and urban legends and the ilk And we review it with some alcohol that we like And um, that pertains to the story in one way or the other My name is Kristen Meyer I'm Becca DeGrace And welcome to our second episode Yay, we made it past the first one I mean, that's a big deal I was like Cinderella moment when you're like finally posted it and it shows up in iTunes, you're like,
1: ah. but wait, does that mean we're striking midnight and now it's like all over?
0: <laughs> now reality hits. Oh and we, no! We realized how much research we just signed up for. Oh no! How many <laughs> how many college papers we're putting in? <laughs> but we also get alcohol. That's true. We do get alcohol. We didn't
1: get that. In- well, we did, but <laughs> not as fun. We're not graded on this.
0: No, that's true. I mean, reviews are kind of like grades, but they're crowdsourced grades. Yeah.
1: And there's enough I mean, people that we can, like, It's not going to stop me from getting my job. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I'm good there. I got my job. I'm paying my student loans. That's, that's where it's at. Yeah. So uh, from the last episode where we talked about <laughs> Robert the doll. I told you not to make fun of him. I told you. I warned you. I warned you several times. Your apology was not sincere. And then what happened, Kristen?
0: All of the audio except stuff that was about Robert the doll deleted itself. Yeah. Huh. And also a copy of my next draft deleted itself. Huh.
1: Is there anything you'd like to say, Kristen? No, fuck that guy. Oh, God.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Curses are only real if you believe in them. And I don't believe in German dolls. Besides- as I found out, my father has a Shtife doll from when he was a child. So, but, if anything, that energy negates the evil
1: energy. So, the Shtife pieces the stif just cancels each other out. But Robert was never meant to be a doll.
0: Well... He was a
1: mannequin. Does your father have a Shtife mannequin? I mean, it's terrifying.
0: It's like... <laughs> these blue plastic arms and it looks like a starfish and it's got this plastic doll and it's just kind of smiling, demented and going me. Nee. <laughs> like, <laughs> Why does your father still have that? Because my grandmother staves everything. Oh, so it's not like in your household. No, it's at my grandmother's house. But whenever I stay over, it's in my room that I sleep in. Just staring at you. No, I well, put let's it in see. the closet. Let's mm. see
1: what happens next time you go. Maybe Robert will come through that doll. Maybe there's like a portal between <laughs> the dolls. No. Maybe. I mean, you don't believe in curses. I don't so believe in curses. It doesn't matter. Nothing will happen.
0: That's true. I'm more scared of mice than uh, actual, <laughs>
1: <laughs> than actual Hear demons Kristen and scream ghosts. Like a five-year-old little girl. Oh, my
0: God. We were. Um, we've both been friends since college, so we've known each other for a while, and we go on vacation sometimes
1: with each other. and we were You make okay. us sound so fancy.
0: I know. We travel the countryside <laughs> together as we go to Utah. Lovely friends As we go to the jam. free
1: places that family friends have. Exactly.
0: It's like, <laughs> is it for free? All right.
1: Who's making what meal because we can't afford this. No,
0: we can't afford to go out, so... What's free plus free, <laughs> Cornish. <laughs> um, so we were up there and we were talking about ghosts and paranormal and urban legends, pretty late into the night. And Bad choice. Yeah, it, you know it's your kind of regular slumber party feeling after you know being up really late. It's kind of multiple nights. We were kind of freaking ourselves out, but. What freaked me out was the two mice in the kitchen, and I screamed. (laughs) You wouldn't even
1: go put your glass in the kitchen. No, I hate mice. It was just this little guy. No. No, 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 Just little guys. There were two of them, they were in the kitchen,
0: and that is not okay.
1: And then you you were just sitting on your bed... Cross-legged, she, Kristen had her own room, and she's just sitting in the middle of a queen-size bed, cross-legged, just kind of rocking herself slowly. And our friend Tyler, who's also I was
0: not rocking myself. You were rocking. There was a
1: slight rock to you, Kristen. Okay, there was a slight rock. I'm not saying you were like rockaby baby yourself. I'm just saying you were. There was some soothing happening, some self self soothing, <laughs> and our friend Tyler, who we hired as our intern, came in and started to turn off your lights and close the doors. And was like, "Have a good night, Kristen." You do not. No, I was pretty much ready to
0: rip his throat out. Except of you people. wouldn't have gotten out of the bed, so. No, I would have because that meant that
1: the hallway had the light. What if you closed the door though?
0: Oh no, I know where the door is. I was staring. But you still at- would have had to walk. Yeah, that's fine. If I can get out, <laughs> I will walk. <laughs> If I can get out of the room, I will take that. Well, then why are you just sitting on your bed rocking? I wasn't. Well, I wasn't purposely rocking. First <laughs> of all, you're making me sound like I was a, uh, <gasps> uh, <laughs> you know, a, a patient and just like rocking myself back and forth, being like, "My sorry, real, my side real, my sorry. real." Um, it was a very gentle
1: to and fro. <laughs> uh, it,
0: it was mostly because I was contemplating whether I was going to turn the light off or not. <laughs> Which I didn't do. You slept with the light on? I did, because I hate mice that much. I was like, if the light goes off, then they'll come in, and if the light is on, maybe they won't.
1: But they came out in the light. I mean, you're not there anymore, so it's okay. No, I
0: know. (laughs) (laughs) Then, of course, uh, another place I frequent now has mice, so. That's true. But turns out mice don't like Lysol, so. Have you proven that? Yeah, if you spray Lysol at a mouse, it runs away. Well, if you spray
1: Lysol at me, I'm gonna run away. To well, I'm gonna walk away. I don't run. But... No, you don't.
0: <laughs> this is an ongoing thing where we're like, Becca, if the zombies are about to eat you, you <laughs> have dead. to run. And she's
1: like, Nah, nah,
0: nah, man, I'm not running. I'm not
1: gonna survive it anyway. So why, why run?
0: You're just gonna bring us down.
1: We're not. I leaving told you, you,
0: just leave me behind. It's not gonna happen. I you don't understand why. Because you're our friend, (laughs) first of all, your husband's not going to leave you behind. I mean, he might. (laughs) I'm not going to leave you behind.
1: (laughs) You might not.
0: (laughs) I don't think Tyler would leave you behind. Maybe, though.
1: He'd think about it, and then he'd be like, nah. (laughs) (laughs) Cam's just too nice.
0: Yeah, Cam, who we also know from college. Just too nice. Although I met him later on. But he he went to the same school.
1: Yeah, he was Matt's friend, my husband. Yep. And Tyler also went to the same school, and we all worked together. I met Tyler in a musical theater class. That's true. We performed Big Spender together for our final project.
0: You know. (laughs) But that's our cast of characters who you'll hear us (laughs) reference quite often. So mark that in your little program because... uh... (laughs) Ooh, a program? That's a fancy. (laughs) Yeah. um... No. Anyway, that's a random Broadway musical reference I was about to make and it has no voice here. Sad. All right. So should we... uh... Go on to the first story.
1: Yeah, I think you're going first, right?
0: Yeah. So we have a white wine right here. It's a and a part in my uh, pronunciation. My oma is gonna reach out from uh, several states away and strangle me for mispronouncing this, but it's a Gewürztraminer. 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 It's. I don't <laughs> know why you're looking at me for reference. I don't know. I'm like trying to confirm with you, and you're... I just make sounds. I don't know why you... I think you would know. (laughs) (laughs) um, It's actually... The winery is luckily like a 45-minute drive from where our story is going to take place.
1: I think that it's one of those wines that's easier to say the more you drink.
0: It's German. They're all much easier to drink
1: than to pronounce. (laughs) (laughs) Or easier to pronounce when you drink.
0: Yeah. Um, Or so so you think.
1: I did do
0: research this time
1: on (gasps) the alcohol,
0: but there's pretty much nothing on the page. It's like... We've been making alcohol since
1: 1786, and these are all I mean, our, our, our board members and owners. And That's legit, though. So if I've been doing something since 1786, you said? Yeah. I'm not really going to write that much about it.
0: No, there's no need. You're pretty... Uh,
1: You've been around long enough that you don't have to prove yourself.
0: yourself. Yeah. Um, so we're going to try this now.
1: If I can... There we go. <laughs> Twist top! Twist top. top.
0: And yeah, if you pass me your glass, thank there you. There you go. Sweet drink out of my <laughs> beer glasses.
1: I didn't want to do more dishes. No, that's
0: fine. It doesn't affect the taste. I don't care what people say.
1: All right. I mean, it does. Probably Cheers. not for what we're drinking. No.
0: Tastes like apple and grape juice. It literally
1: just tastes like
0: juice. juice.
1: That's not bad.
0: No. But it doesn't taste like wine. <laughs> Not tastes, at all. Like, it tastes like Mott's and Welch's together. Yep. And it's some, good. I mean, it'd make a really good summer sangria. That's what
1: I was just thinking.
0: It's
1: Quite sweet, though. Yeah. I feel like other ones we've had of this aren't that sweet. Like, where's yeah. finer?
0: It's, it's going to be similar to a Riesling, so it's going to be a sweet wine. But I think I saw somebody compare it to a... What's the M alcohol that's sweet wine? Moscato? That's it. Uh-huh. Aha! <laughs> <laughs> I'd hope you know more about wine than I do. You actually took a class I on I did. It. <laughs> I did.
1: But I did learn this past weekend that German Rieslings yeah. are not nearly as sweet as what we have here. Oh, really? Why is that? It's just the different type of grape and how they do it. Huh. Maybe I'll break one out at some point. We got one when at, t- at a vineyard we went to, but... It was not, it was, I mean, it's still a Riesling, so it's sweet, mm-hmm. but it's not, it's not like you're just drinking sugar.
0: Yeah. So I, I picked up like a wine review site to kind of give me a little bit more insight. Um, so it says that it's off dry in style. I don't know what that means.
1: Oh. <laughs>
0: with a musky exotic tones of spice and potpourri. I, off it dry tastes like apple and
1: grape juice. Off drying means <laughs> that you don't get like those really tannin y feeling okay, feelings. So agree like with when that. you have like root champagne and like mm. that kind of thing. Off dry is just like the sensation you get when you're drinking it.
0: Okay, I could see that. It definitely has no tannic after
1: No. It's too easy to drink. Yeah, this is very smooth. Um
0: ten percent alcohol. My next question. And supposed to have like lemon and rose in
1: it I can get the lemon
0: I don't really smell rose
1: I don't smell or taste rose which is not something easily hidden
0: very fragrant like a bouquet of roses
1: those are not like any roses I've smelled no
0: the German roses it smells
1: like grape and apple juice (laughs) we're just like is this actually Mott? (laughs) is this just like flat sparkling grape juice that would be good with some prosecco and a, like yeah. a
0: ton of peaches and like oh, strawberries. Oh yeah. Yep, yep. That'd be a really good sangria. I'd go down. Like a really good summer sangria, especially cuz if you want to drink it inside mm. and you don't want to actually spill the red wine sangria, white wine's always nice.
1: That's true. You can slosh that sucker all over you. Yeah.
0: Especially if you have friends over and you're like, I don't want to clean red wine stains out of my carpet. White wine's the way to go.
1: I mean, I don't have sloppy drunk friends, so.
0: No, but I'm a klutz, so.
1: Yeah, I still trust you with red wine.
0: (laughs) That's true. You do I just don't feel it all the way. Yeah, so uh, the area this comes from is like the southwest of Germany.
1: Oh. Yeah, area. Where like, we're venturing for our
0: story. Yeah, it's kind of like below Frankfurt and Cologne. Um, and I'm not going to try to pronounce it because it has too many letters and I don't feel on. like doing that. No. Do it. <laughs> Do it. Rhineland
1: Palatine? It doesn't in seem Flas? so bad. Floss? P-F-A-L-Z. Floss, that's Flas. fun to say. You know what I do when I'm unsure of how to say something? I find a YouTube clip with it in there.
0: Yeah, I did that last time, and I didn't do it this time.
1: Well, so you didn't <laughs> do that much research, apparently. No. <laughs> but. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so this is the story of the Moorbach
1: werewolf. Ooh. Um, is it a full moon tonight? Where are we in the cycle? We are in the waning, because we had a full moon
0: near Halloween. That's right, we did. It's waning. Is it? Yes. Okay. Right? Waxing sure. is getting bigger and waning is getting smaller. I don't know. Wax on, wane off. I, that's
1: what I was kind of doing right? <laughs> 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 We're
0: both like mimicking like wax on <laughs> wax off. Um yeah, I don't remember that. I know they taught us that in third grade, but it never stuck. Um all right, so yeah, the moorback werewolf. Uh from most of the research I can tell, this is a internet generated story Ooh! so this is a very modern story i think it's actually like a creepypasta, which is a, a reddit kind of generated horror story it's like slender man yep is came from that kind of area um so this kind of seems to be the same thing and i could kind of tell that because the story was exactly the same and also it mentions a shrine and there's Formula of writing. Yeah. If you're going to try to make it, like, legit, at least change the storyline a little bit. Flip some things around. Yeah. Um, so the, our story takes place originally in the Rhineland town of Whitlick, uh, and this is supposed to be the last place in Germany where a werewolf was
1: killed. So does that mean that there's just no more werewolves, or that was the last place that someone caught one? Well, we're gonna see, because okay. the story goes into the modern era. Oh. And so that tells me there's still some. Yeah,
0: so the story goes that, mm-hmm. uh, Thomas Schweitzer uh, was a deserter from Napoleon's army and had some uh, Russian soldiers with him, and they were kind of trying to make their way back to Alsace, um, which is in the mountains in the lower area. And, um, so they're fleeing, and they decide, you know what? We're really hungry. So they
1: <laughs> I mean, hangar is real. <laughs> well, the hangar is real. So...
0: Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yes. So they decide to go to a farmhouse and to get the food, and somehow in the midst of scavenging, they decide to just murder the entire family.
1: Oh, oops. As you do. My bad. Somebody needed a Snickers. I mean, hunger is real. One of the few times that my husband and I will fight is when we're hungry, and then we eat something, and we're both like, "I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean what I said. I was just really hungry, and I didn't know how to express myself." Yeah, that's... as a 27 year old <laughs> adult living on my own, I can't do
0: it. Yeah, there's a guy at work that we call the drama llama, and sometimes <laughs> when... <laughs> drama llama. <laughs> Sometimes when he gets a little uh, hungry, he's a little bit dramatic, so.
1: <laughs> it's real. The worst is when it's a child and they don't understand what's happening to them. Oh, yeah. And you're like, you're just hangry, and they're like, I'm not hungry! And you're like, okay.
0: okay, okay, all right, okay. Yeah, but most of us don't murder an entire family. I mean, I don't know how hungry they were. Um, So, they murder the family along with the children, and then the farmer's wife... Um, comes upon the carnage, and it said that she let out a scream and curses Schweitzer, basically saying, "You will become a monster." Oh, um, uh, uh, one of the stories quotes from now on: at each full moon, you will change into a rabid wolf. There were some other more poetic lines, but I'm glad we get to the point in this one. Uh, <laughs> and and Schweitzer decides to end her suffering by crushing her skull. Oh, yes. So, uh, to the tune of this new curse, uh, Schweitzer starts becoming um, a lot more of a monster. He starts murdering. He starts uh, assaulting people. He just kind of lets his inner demon come on out and just start rampaging through Germany. Um, Is there
1: any record of this person enlisting in Napoleon's army?
0: No, this is... Well at the end I'll get into a little bit more. But oh, okay. Yeah. I'll be quiet. No, it's okay. <laughs> Fair enough question. Um so the highwaymen and the bandits at the time decide that this is enough. Like we're gonna start taking care of this. Um so they they, they try to go after him and he disappears into the woods. Um As one does. Yes, yeah, so then the legend becomes that there's a man who roams around the countryside and, you know, he the man can transform into a wolf
1: and he will wolfman he's uh, yeah. at clark's trading post he's literally a werewolf but he's wolfman at clark's trading post what is wolfman at clark's trading post clark's trading post has is the home of where's clark's trading post it's in lincoln new hampshire okay but it's the home of all the trained bears and they have wolfman and you can take a ride through the woods and wolfman may or may not chase you as a child they have trained bears yes what yeah live bears live bears but it's what? not like the circus thing where it's like, these bears live better than most of us ever will. Yeah. They're so well loved. They're bred from like cubs and their owner, their keeper is like, trains them from cubs and they'll ride tricycles and they'll throw balls around. Yeah. Clark's Trading Post. Many kids in New Hampshire have gone there.
0: Hmm. I have never heard of And it has Wolfman.
1: And you, there's a ride, a train ride that brings you through the woods, and Wolfman usually makes an appearance and will chase you, and you have to escape from Wolfman.
0: Huh. All right, we'll have to go investigate that sometime. What do you that mean? It's,
1: so a, it's a children's I know. park. We can't, <laughs> but in. we can't just walk in. We can't just. Excuse me. We're here to research Wolfman. <laughs> this is a serious paranormal <laughs> investigation. Child, ma'am, ma'am, your child cannot be in front of me. I'm trying to investigate Wolfman. <laughs> <laughs> Wolfman, did you do it? Did you murder all
0: these people? <laughs>
1: Are you the man in, who was a wolf in the early eight
0: Napoleon early eighteen hundreds eighteen hundreds Germany, <laughs> which didn't exist at that time anyway. It would have still been the um, separate regions, the separate kingdoms. Oh, Germany didn't co- become a country until 17, uh, 18, um late eighteen hundreds. Really? I mean, yeah. It, it pretty much they like all like signed together and like created this treaty to so, become a country and they became like one of the top world powers overnight.
1: So Germany is younger than America? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Huh. I mean, the the kingdoms are much older. Right, right, right. But, but the actual country. The actual country I think is 1860s? Googling. Um, founding of Germany. To the Google. October? Th- no. That's, that's reunified Germany. 1871. Really? Yeah. It, it, it was also kind of the powder keg for the beginning of World War
1: One. Wow. Yeah. Maybe we need to like dismantle Germany again and put it back into individual kingdoms. You put, take them apart, you put them back in together, you take <laughs> them
0: apart. It's a thing. Um. Maybe we don't have Russia involved this time, but... <laughs> Um, so, uh, um, at night men and cattle are brutally slaughtered in this forest. No, not the cattle! I don't know why the cattle. I guess he's just, like, he's randomly just eating He's just grazing the... in the- He's, like, decided he's also a vampire and just, like, freaking
1: eating raw But cattle. they're just grazing in the woods! what they do? They didn't do anything to you? Well, listen, he's not a good guy. I don't care. Take it out on the people. I don't care. The animals, they don't have any say.
0: Um, so, one night, Schweitzer sees the daughter of a local farmer, and he attacks her, and, um, later, because of this event, like, the village decides to go out, and pretty much, like, this is it, you know, this is the end. Um, they find him in, uh, by a campfire in the woods, uh, they give chase, and I guess this actual chase ends up in Moorbach, instead of Witt. Whit- Whitlick, i think it's the beginning of the story um so they they kill him the story says promptly dispatch which is a very nice way of saying wow. that they probably murdered and tortured him that's like really good vernacular
1: that. to put that nicely
0: yeah the uh phantoms and monsters wiki
1: <laughs> i gotta keep it classy you know,
0: i know if i wonder if you know what they might be talking about but um So they decide to bury him and there is a shrine that they erect and they place a candle and basically they put the candle and say, uh, if this candle should ever go out, he will come back.
1: That's a real bad plan. That's a really bad plan. That's going to burn
0: out. (laughs) Uh, So as long as the candle is burning at the shrine. The same candle. Well, a candle. As it's okay. a candle. I thought it
1: was the candle. And no. I was like, that's a terrible You've plan. Got like six or seven hours
0: to get Like, that's a, get a terrible. And then that's like 40. So.
1: Terrible plan. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's still not the best. You still have to keep a candle going at all times. Any time you're
0: like, let's keep this relic that may return and perish us
1: all is a bad idea. Did we learn nothing from Hocus Pocus? <laughs>
0: Uh, America's Great National Treasure, Pocus Pocus, <laughs> Teacher Bet of Morals. Midler.
1: Oh, <laughs> love that movie. It's a good any time of the year.
0: Sorry, I got... Uh, <laughs> I
1: was like, you look very pensive over there.
0: I just read a random little piece of note, which is like, nine months later, the woman who was attacked gave birth to a son, whom she named Martin, and to this day, the descendants of this bastard child are a respectable family of Moorbach. So that's just like the note. Like I don't know why they put that in there, unless does, somebody becomes a werewolf because of
1: this. Is it hereditary? Can it be passed out? I don't. The werewolves aren't real, so I don't know. Whoa! <laughs> Tell that to Remus Lupin. That's hurtful. <laughs> I guess it can be hereditary though, because in Harry Potter they were. Well, he was I concerned th- he was gonna. The child was gonna. I mean, technically, it. if
0: it's passed by a bite, oh. it would be viral, right?
1: Yeah. So a
0: virus can affect the DNA, which could become a genetic yeah.
1: hereditary. That's the most terrifying part of this story, I think.
0: Well, I think I one time read that, like, American werewolf... Well, not American, but North American were, uh, werewolf... werewolves. <laughs> the American werewolf. <laughs> uh, North American wolves versus European wolves are two... Different behaviors. So European wolves were very aggressive and would attack people and kill them, whereas North American wolves will not usually do that. They'll usually go after the cattle more than people. Huh. Um so I don't know. Interesting tidbit there. You could have a story where there's two strains of a virus. You could have the old country versus the new country werewolves.
1: What happens when you breed them together? Probably not good things. I don't know, the North American wolves sound pretty chill. Pretty chill. Yeah. All right. I mean so, they gotta eat too. Hunger
0: is real. <laughs> so we have our uh our werewolf shrine now in Moorbach. Um so now we are in nineteen eighty eight at a that's uh, recent American Air Force Base.
1: Okay. Um
0: there's a, a group of Air Force personnel who decide to like decide who are just returning back to the Air Force Base. And they notice that the shrine with the candle is burnt out. There's no longer a flame at this shrine. That's bad. Yeah. Well, some of them, knowing of the legend, sort of make fun of uh, this town for (sighs) maintaining this candle all these years. And now the candle is out. And oh, God, whatever will the town do? Well, thank God the American military is there, right? (laughs) (laughs) They only help. Later in the dark of night. Sirens began to fill the air. Um, what kind of sirens? Um, like Perimeter alerts. Okay. There's something in the woods nearby. I wasn't sure if just like a lot
1: of house alarms were like. Yeah, they're just like me, me, me. Oh, <laughs> a lot of ambulances. <laughs> like, oh God, why is this happening to me? Um, no, they, they,
0: they sent something out in the woods near the perimeter of the Air Force base. Um. While investigating, a security guard notices a large creature standing in the distance, and it appears to look like a wolf. So they decide to uh, try to engage with it, and the creature stands on its hind legs, and it uh, it, it looks at the soldier and then just dis- and flees, clearing clearing a three meter fence with ease, according to the story.
1: How many feet is a meter? Three feet. So it'd be so a it's nine foot wall. Yeah. How do you do that easily?
0: If you're a werewolf? Yeah. yeah. Okay, fair mm-hmm. enough. Um, they decide to have a police dog investigate it, but the uh, the canine cowers and howls and refuses to go f- any further. Good boy. Um, Somebody relights a candle at the shrine. Too and late. The cr- and the creature is never seen again
1: think that's how this works no i i don't think so either that you can't ending's just be like, not so Oops. great <laughs> just put a new candle out there that was my bad guys
0: sorry i did go on to a, a, a kind of a, um, a forum and there was a guy who's like yeah we joke about the Morbach monster but uh none of us really ever heard about this 1988 incident but if it was anything it was probably a wild boar because they look like um one of the comments was like they look like a Four-foot-tall Brazil nut with trunk, tusks, and legs. <laughs> 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 Which is terrifying enough to come at you in the middle of the night. Yes! <laughs> um, I think this is actually the area of the Black Forest. I could be wrong. Oh. so It's it's thick, old growth. Um, but yeah, a lot of the stories kind of just repeat this same story over and over and over again. Um, so what I can kind of tell is that it it's just a creepy process. somebody posted it in, in german and then it got translated to english and because nobody could find the source in german they all assumed it was an actual legend
1: it's amazing how that happens yeah
0: it's really interesting and the only reason i kind of figured that out beyond it repeating so often was i finally google translated the title of a book which is basically um about morbach and internet stories um, <laughs> populating the world red flag (laughs) yeah so i was like hmm that's a red flag right there um i think it was also a movie was made which so i was like double checking to make sure that all of this wasn't propaganda for the movie but the movie came out in 2017 what was the movie called the morbok monster clearly did not do well no i don't think it was actually anything good um I just don't understand why they randomly add this child storyline. It really doesn't. Like, I could do a lot of rewriting to the story to make it good. Okay, <laughs> well, no one's asking you to do that, Kristen. Well, that's true. But um, another clue was that there is no mention of any of the local guides in Germany about this shrine. I was like, They're oh. definitely, if it was an actual shrine, would pop <laughs> up somewhere. Um, so yeah, there's, there's really no mention of it, but it's kind of a fun,
1: it's a fun story. It's a fun nonetheless, story, nonetheless, um, watch in 10 years. There will be a shrine out there. <laughs> be like, oh my, go, God, my it's God, it's God. real. has got to
0: make sure that the monster doesn't come here. Light the
1: candle. Please. Oh God. But it's okay. If you forget for three hours, you can just light a new candle and yeah, it's all apparently good. Apparently
0: that's just stops it. Like, Or, you know, you
1: can just have a can of Lysol and spray <laughs> at it. Maybe that'll work. <laughs> if it works for mice, it must work for wolves. <laughs> Um. <laughs> yeah, never I mean I, I wouldn't want a can of Lysol Sprayed at me No
0: ne- me neither But um Yeah it's just It's it, well it's a lot Lighter than the actual Quote unquote werewolf Of Germany the um The guy who was like A, a cannibal and like Was just murdering people right and like I think he cut off somebody's hand who was trying to escape from his tortured dungeon. That's scary. Yeah, so he is an actual, I think, historical figure, and is just like super messed up. And that was like the werewolf, but this is a a little bit more lighter werewolf because not no one actually died because they're not real.
1: <laughs> so I mean, that's good. And I feel like May after the cattle rest
0: in peace after last episode's story, I had I had to do something. A little you got a little a bit lighter. <laughs>
1: Yours was real rough.
0: Yeah. So, anyway, <laughs> that's the uh, Morbach monster, which um, also randomly is apparently close to the Frankenstein castle that Mary uh, Shelley wrote about. Huh. Um, it's like...
1: All these hipsters are going to be making this road trip soon.
0: It's probably an hour-ish drive, at least. Probably more.
1: I mean, that's not very far.
0: No, but... Um, I'm just trying to remember the map in my head, and it was definitely closer to Frankfurt than it was to where this story takes place.
1: Yeah. But road trips are fun.
0: To the uh, Moorbach monster. Yes. At least it gave us a good sangria wine.
1: Yes, that's true. So we are going to be drinking a drink that's located in Windsor, Vermont. We actually went to this distillery when we were up in cornish it's true um i'm not gonna make kristen sample the gin again nope. because she's also a big baby about drinking straight liquor the girl can drink beer wine mixed drinks all day every day don't give me alcohol
0: <laughs> because i'll she's, spit uh, it out and be like uh, my mouth is so <laughs> fire. why do people themselves and then i'll drink a mixed drink completely fine and i'll probably drink you under the table actually oh absolutely
1: (laughs) i mean but you didn't think the gin was that bad straight. i mean i still finished it for you but Uh, of all the gins i've had this is probably one of the better ones even though it still tastes like death water (laughs) i mean fair enough it's christmas in a cup is it how i like to phrase it Um, so the gin is from Silo Distillery, which is in Windsor, Vermont. They claim to be, they claim, that sounds like I'm accusing them. They're a farm to barn to bottle operation. So they use all local ingredients, whether it's Vermont or what they can't get locally, they outsource to New England. Um, and they brew it in a barn, which you can go visit at a lovely little, little shopping plaza, and then they bottle it there and you can buy it there. Um... It's about one hour from our story, which will take place at Norwich University in Vermont. Um, I didn't think an hour was that bad, considering my last one was like eight hours. So, Kristen, you can't drink it yet. I haven't I told you about it. it.
0: I didn't take a sip. I was snipping. Put it, it down.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Uh, the owners, Peter Jilson and Anne Marie Delaney, started Silo with the belief that they were utilizing Vermont local ingredients. And they could use those ingredients to produce a local vodka that people would love. Um, From there, they started making vodkas, gins, and whiskeys, but it did all start with their vodka. It's completely hands-on, starting with the grain selection from a farm in North Clarendon, Vermont, which isn't far away at all. Um, And it started in 2013- with their vision to use Vermont's naturally rich bounty to provide handcrafted spirits to people looking for a local option. Hmm. Which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, the woman that was there was, she was really nice. super nice. I don't remember her name. I don't think she gave it to us. I don't remember. Um, they use local ingredients as much as possible. The juniper berries, we were told when we were there that, that Vermont didn't produce enough juniper berries for gin to be mm-hmm. able to produce what they need, so they outsourced to, Ver- to Massachusetts. Um, so they're still keeping I it. I was it. Oregon. They said Massachusetts, and that's yeah. also on their website. So oh. they keep it within New England, cool. which I think is still yeah, it's very cool. It's good enough. Um, they're all about sustainability. They recycle their water throughout the distillation process, and then they send any of the spent grains to local farmers to use as feed. So it's all staying very much in the family. Hmm. Um, they have a lot of different varieties. They have special edition gin they have all kinds of different vodkas that you can try there they have whiskeys all were very good i didn't try the whiskey but my husband ended up buying it so it must have been pretty good (laughs) um let's see that was the maple one right or was that the regular one no
0: the single malt ah the maple one even though i hate whiskey was actually pretty decent i tried it you did i did where was i uh, I think you tried the vodka, didn't you? No. Oh. she was drinking gin. <laughs> the whole time?
1: Yes. <laughs> she just kept giving me gin. <laughs> no, I tried the maple,
0: I tried the maple whiskey and I was like, oh, maybe I'll like it. And then I was like, no, I still hate it. And I think I pawned that off to Tyler.
1: <laughs> and then I tried the gin and I was like, no, I still hate straight liquor. And I handed that <laughs> off to you. So we are drinking their traditional gin. Um, it holds tight to traditional roots, but it's balanced and welcoming for newer palates like Kristen. Mm. Um, they combine Vermont corn and apples with Massachusetts juniper berries to create the smooth spirit. If you smell the gin, you get a lot of pine and note and lemon notes to the gin. I, have, I can get the bottle if you want to smell that. No, I that. can smell it in here. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm good. There, there's a lot of gin in here. It's not okay. Um, when you drink it, you'll get a lot of pine, citrus, and apple, and the finish of it, it says a long green apple finish. I don't really know what that means. A long green apple? Long green. Like, the color, but that doesn't make it any clearer for me.
0: Maybe, like, you'll have green apple flavor on the end of your tongue for a while? Okay. I mean, there's no long green apples but I I know, I know of, that's so. what I didn't understand, <laughs>
1: but I think it's a thing. Um... So they do have, much like we found out last time with your alcohol, they did have cocktail recommendations on their website, and I did take their recommendation. Well, aren't
0: you special? Um,
1: I will give you the breakdown. I am not one for measuring drinks, and I tend to be heavy-handed, so ours will not be too scale. Yeah, I can
0: that. (laughs) Um,
1: Hey, it's only like a quarter gin.
0: So smells pretty
1: strong I mean that's gin That's true You can always smell and taste that's gin That's true It doesn't matter how little you put in That's, that's why you true. have to like the flavor of gin Um So the The Recipe is for two ounces of silo gin A teaspoon of the berry jam The berry jam that we have in there We actually got at the same shopping plaza It's the holiday jam oh, yeah. That everyone ended up buying Which has Um Cranberries Strawberries Raspberries Cherries and plums mm. And it's from Blake Hill Preserves, and it's in the same shopping park as the distillery, so I thought I'd keep it all nice and local. Um, Half an ounce of fresh lemon juice, and then you top it with tonic water. Shake the gin, berry, jam, and lemon juice in a shaker. Pour into a glass and top with tonic water. Obviously, don't shake the tonic water in the shaker, because that will explode.
0: That will be a bad time.
1: I mean, depends on your definition of a bad time.
0: Generally, alcohol drinks exploding onto your hands and not going into your mouth is.
1: I mean, it could still be fun. Yeah, but it's, okay. Yeah. Kristen's just a hard no on that. Well, on that note, Kristen, you can drink my drink. Finally, that's good. The
0: um, the the berries and the the stone fruit of the jam really help kind of level out the pininess yep. of regular gin. And it's not too sweet, but it's sweet enough to counter the regular bitter exactly. that you get with any kind of strawberry. I actually here. drank this
1: before that before we had it. I tested out the, the recipe, and I really like it. I love gin, though. Yeah. But I thought that the berry was a nice way to kind of get it for non-gin drinkers. Did you drinkers.
0: only use the jam, or did you muddle any
1: berries in here? No, nope, just the jam. I mean, you can look at the jam. It's pretty... Pretty berry jam. Yeah, no, I
0: yeah, it was, it's a good jam. It's a
1: great jam.
0: It was good enough that even though I had cherries in it, I bought it, but zero <laughs> <laughs> allergic.
1: Eh, I mean, you're like semi. I'm semi allergic to cherries. I mean, I don't think there is. This is vastly there's cherry. not enough exactly, in it and you're having... not gonna just be sitting there eating it by the spoonful, though you, you could. Just be like, <laughs> it's good. Yeah. Um. So we're going to. We're not doing a specific story. Mm. Um, but we're going to rather go to an area and cover some stories of Norwich University. Bring us to the land of Vermont. Which is in Norwich, Vermont. Um, Norwich University is a private university that's actually located in Northfield, Vermont, which is about an hour from Silo Distillery. It's the oldest private military college in the U.S which I didn't know. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was founded in 1819 as an American Literary, Scientific, and Military Academy, and it's recognized as the birthplace of ROTC. Hmm. Yeah, I thought that was, I did not know that that was in Vermont.
0: No, you would normally think of it more like a Virginia area for that kind of stuff. Exactly,
1: yeah, and it's not. It was founded by Captain Alden Partridge, a military educator and former superintendent of West Point. Mm Mm-hmm. All freshmen entering the Corps of Cadets are called Rooks. Oh. Um, the first year at Norwich is known as Rookdom. Oh, huh, okay. Like that's kind of a fun word. Yeah. I Feel like you could be a little more creative, but yeah. You know what? You don't have to go far with when you start calling rookies rucks. Rooks. Rooks. Um, rookdom consists of two three month processes that mold civilians into Norwich cadets. And there's the Rook basic training, and then the basic leadership. Hmm. So those are your first six months there. Partridge's educational beliefs were considered radical when he founded the school. He immediately created a curriculum which included agriculture, modern languages, science, liberal arts, as well as military subjects, which people in military academies at that point were like, you don't need to know all of that wishy-washy stuff. Mm. You just need to know how to fight in a war. And he was like, actually, if you're a well-rounded person, you'll be more efficient at your job and be able to do it.
0: A learned man can find more uh, routes.
1: Exactly. Um, I just thought this was a, a funny fact, that they didn't actually have cannons, because this was in the 1800s, so mm-hmm. they are still fighting battles with, with cannons and everything. They didn't have cannons, so they would borrow cannon and muskets from the federal and state governments. <laughs> they were like, hey, just need to borrow this cannon real quick for our drill. Just need to make then sure we'll that the students
0: it back. know how to use uh, how to fight against the cannon. So, uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, let me just uh, borrow this cannon from the uh, city <laughs> I'll
1: council. bring it right back. We'll have from. the rooks bring it right back. We
0: took enough from the British.
1: There's more than enough to go around. <laughs> um, in 1825, the academy actually moved to Middletown, Connecticut, to provide better naval training to the growing. Number of cadets. Because hmm. I guess there's not much ocean in Vermont or something like that. It's almost like it's a landlocked state. I mean, whatever. <laughs> um, lost my place. This is sad. Oh, in 1829, Connecticut declined to grant Captain Partridge a charter, and he moved the school back to Norwich. So he was like, listen, I want to become a university. I want to become a full-fledged school. And they were like, nah, Fine, I'm going back to Vermont. They'll give me what I want. Um When the Civil War began in eighteen sixty one Norwich cadets served as instructors of the state militias throughout the Northeast, and the entire class of eighteen sixty two enlisted upon graduation. Hmm. So wow. yeah, so they actually had like a huge just like break where their enrollment was down because everyone was fighting in the war. right. Um, Seven hundred fifty Norwich men served in the Civil War. Sixty of whom fought for the Confederacy, mm-hmm. so it wasn't all makes sense. Yeah, it was. It was a mix. You're gonna
0: fight for your hometown,
1: right? But only sixty of them
0: mm-hmm.
1: out of seven hundred fifty. Where they
0: all well, it'd be interesting to see the breakdown. They, yeah, where the breakdown mm-hmm. was.
1: Um, because of the university's participation in the war, the class of eighteen sixty four dwindled down to just seven cadets. Wow! So that's how low they got with everyone participating in the war and being called up. Um. After a, f- a fire in 1866, which devastated the Old South Barracks, the entire and the entire military academy, the town of Northfield, Vermont, welcomed the school. So they stayed in Vermont, but moved a little bit further mm-hmm. after everything was burned down, and they just couldn't rebuild. After struggling for the next 32 years against financial and enrollment issues, the university was designated. As the Military College of the State of Vermont. It sounded really impressive, but I was like, "There's not really any other."
0: There's no other military colleges in Vermont. I don't think that I know of that, that would that be I'm this
1: prestigious. Of. So, it's like, uh UNHB. good on you. You're like we're the best college, and we're like, we yeah, have the dungeon. We're okay, like, that's not a thing.
0: You got like one other contender, honestly. So, <laughs> whoop de doo
1: Good for you. <laughs> Um, but you know, you still have that title. Um, as part of the Vermont National Guard, the academic year was disrupted in 1916, when the Corps of Cadets was mobilized as a squadron of the cavalry in the 1st Vermont Regiment mm-hmm. to assist, um, John, General John J. Pershing's Mexican expedition. So they, like, took a lot of those and just brought them up and were like, hey, we're gonna go fight because we need hands on deck and you're here and you're part of the national guard as soon as you become a rook so, so there you let's go. go fight um classes graduated early for both of the world wars so mm-hmm. they're like we need you up in here right go let's ahead. go Out, go like use time to shine boys um so that's just a little bit of the history of norwich university which i really didn't even know existed I had never heard of
0: it up until this point.
1: I'd heard of it, but I didn't know it was a military school. <laughs> I didn't know how old it was. I didn't know what a role it played in all of, really, the all except for it. the Revolutionary War, all mm-hmm. of our... The rest of the America's Wars. Yeah. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um. So we'll go into some of being so old, even though it's moved around. Mm-hmm. There's still a lot of legends and ghost stories associated with it. One of the most notorious buildings on campus is Alumni Hall. Mm. It was built in 1905 and it's the oldest building still standing on campus. Wow. Um, Which is old. It's an old college campus building. Yeah. I mean, UNH doesn't have anything that old. What year was it again? 1905.
0: That's, um, the uh, Thompson Hall is 18-something.
1: That's true. No one really goes in Thompson Hall, though
0: uh and the um what was the english ham smith ham smith was also that's all
1: good like torn down at this point have so, they torn it down i mean the facade is still there that's so sad but it's like all i, I mean i, haven't I understand why
0: because there were like stairs to nowhere and asbestos and, and it, asbestos and like and like you it could was only definitely
1: g- not handicap accessible at you could all. only get there were like offices in the sub basement which you could only get if you went through specific doors there were, like, stairwells that you could, like, take on the outside
0: of the building but would only enter into classrooms. Right. So you could only use those stairs if you were going into that specific classroom. Right. It was. It was you could a- only
1: get to the third floor from a specific staircase in the second floor?
0: Yep. It was not well designed, but the problem was is it was originally built as the school's library, and it was not meant to be classrooms. They only turned that, I think, in the 70s. Oh, really? Yeah. That was the we'll first just library. stick the
1: English majors in there because we don't really care about them. No, it's fine. We don't have air conditioning. What's that? I mean, we only got a new building because Jennifer Lee, who wrote Frozen, came to speak at commencement and they couldn't bring her to Ham Smith because they were so embarrassed. And they were like, we have plans to redo this and we'll bring you back. <laughs> so all it took for us English majors to get a new building was a Tony and an Oscar. Not yeah. a Tony, just an Oscar. But we'll probably get a Tony because it's on Broadway now.
0: Oh, no, I'm sure. So, we just need to embarrass famous people in order to right? get things done. God. Sounds right for you, Anaheim. It does.
1: Um. Anyway, um, so, one of the stories associated with the Alumni Hall is a story that every cadet hears, and it's a story of a young cadet who... Hanged himself in his from his wardrobe in a windowless room in the south end of the basement. Oh god. Um gets worse. Oh great. <laughs> the next year his brother entered Norwich and was given the same room as his brother, which is so insensitive of the university. Why would they do that? It's so insensitive. That's horrible. Um and he too was later found hanging from the wardrobe. Oh my god. Um, the hangings were viewed as tragic but isolated incidents. Really? Until, mm. until a cadet walked into the same room in the basement and saw his friend standing on a chair getting ready to hang himself. What? He asked his friend why he was about to hang himself, and he replied, the people in the mirror told me to do it. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> he explained that the victims had each appeared in the mirror, coaxing him to join them. Oh, God. Um... The administration was disturbed by this. You know, it only took two and an attempted.
0: It took two brothers to be in the same room. Um, and, themselves. and they ended up
1: sealing off the room permanently. They just were like, we're just not going to.
0: They didn't just like, eh, maybe we should take out the mirrors.
1: No, they sealed off the room. Mm. Um, today, if you knock on the east wall in the basement of Alumni Hall, you'll hear the echo of an open space where the door was. Oh. Um, behind the wall, the two rooms have been joined together to hold the dorm's heating, electrical, and plumbing facilities. Mm. So they're like, no one can go in. You can hear the hall. You can hear there's things behind the wall. So it was there, but not anymore. Mm. Um, And former residents recount hearing disembodied voices, knocking on doors, and banging sounds in the bathroom stalls. Oh, God. No. Nice and happy. that was a
0: cheerful first uh, haunting
1: to start us off with. Let's continue. Hey, it's still better than yours. That's true. Yours was such a downer last week. It was good, but it was a downer. It was
0: delightful. I don't know what you're talking about.
1: Um, the next one is, <laughs> this one's kind of fun. This is a really quick one. It's the Jackman Hall Challenge. When you're on guard duty, you go around and you lock the door on every floor, starting at the first. Mm-hmm. And by the time you come back around, all the doors will be unlocked. Really? Yes. Fascinating. I just think that one's fun. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's just an elaborate scheme, but regardless. Still. Keeps guard duty and interesting. Yeah. Um, the Chaplain Hall, which was the original library called Carnegie Library. Mm-hmm. it was donated by Carnegie. Carnegie. Um, it was the favorite spot of Captain Partridge. Mm-hmm. If you're passing late at night, you can sometimes spot him looking out of a bay window from there. Um. Also, it also houses entrance to secret tunnels that were filled in after secret societies moved down there and used it as hazing grounds. Oh, wonderful. The uh, the tunnels now house steam pipes, and the university's like, no, no, no. They, they were always holding the pipes. But, like, you can go online and see pictures of these, and they're, like, massive pipes that people can climb into, and there's, like, pictures of people climbing in them, and it's definitely wider than a tunnel for steam pipes needs to be. Oh. So you're like... All right. All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know if secret societies were hazing down there, but I think they needed to go. Yeah. Um, In April of 1978, a fire broke out in the Chaplin Library. Once a hose line was established, several... Um, Norwich University cadets entered the building and moved into the basement, mm-hmm. and several of those cadets reported seeing a shadowy figure dressed in 19th-century breeches and a Hoosier coat, attempting to beat out the flames with his overcoat. Hmm. When they tried to approach him, he disappeared, and a lot of people believe that it was Captain Partridge trying to protect the university because it was one of his favorite locations. Huh. Um. And then one of my last stories, one of my last, it is my last, it's from a Reddit user. Um, As a rook, one of the things that they had to learn was to make beds in a very specific orderly way. Yeah, as normal military training. Exactly. It's it's very specific and it takes a while to learn how to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, One night they had torn the sheets off the bed and they left the room locking the door. The roommate... Um, with their roommates was their cadre who's a cross between like a drill sergeant and RA at mm-hmm. Norwich University who was the only other person who had keys to the room. Like literally the only The university didn't even have keys to the room mm. to the point where if all the keys were lost between the people that lived there and the cadre mm-hmm. um, the university has to break the locks to get into the room. Oh wow. Which is a terrible model. They it's should a terrible really system. have a skeleton key. It's a really bad system. But whatever no one could get into the room is the point. Um, when they returned from dinner, their beds were all perfectly made in the style that was expected to be learned. Hmm. Um, they all admit to not being able to make the bed that well at the time that it happened, which I believe because that's a very specific, specific thing to learn. Right. Um, when they were going over the story with some friends, people were like, "I'll try and find proof of this." So they were told to leave notes for the ghosts asking for proof Mm -hmm. so they left notes on the floor of their room and then left to see a movie again everyone with them when they returned from the movie each of the notes had a red line drawn across it each of the pieces of paper had a red line um they decided to test it again locking the windows they all slept in different rooms yeah um the cadre was the only one again with the keys um they were all secured the next morning they checked and found similar marks on their letters
0: so were they like leaving a red pen or something?
1: It doesn't say what they were leaving. I mean, it's a Reddit story. Right. Um but there were red marks on the papers that were not there when no one was in the room. Weird. It is weird, right? Yeah. But yeah, those are some legends from Norwich University. Kind of I didn't know any of this, and it's I've right never in our anything
0: about that, and that's right back in our backyard. Yeah.
1: Huh. The more you know. The more you know. And I like this drink.
0: I do too, but it's making my throat scratchy, so I'm not going to drink
1: anymore. There's like no jam in there, Kristen. Are you going to be able to eat that jam? I mean, I was planning on using it for cookies to give to people. So. We can give you more tonic water if you want.
0: Nah, I'm (laughs) alright. Prefer not to just randomly just like keel over and like die.
1: It is the second fruit listed.
0: (laughs) It is. So there is a little bit of it in there. It's not enough to like make me stop talking or something. It's just...
1: Are you going to stop breathing? No. Is your throat closing? No. Are you going to die? I'm not... No. I'm not going to die. I'm
0: not that allergic. Okay. It's just like I can feel like a little bit of scratchiness so I'm not going to drink anymore. Fair enough. You know. Fair enough. It's how you treat most allergies that aren't. Just don't eat it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Except for people who are lactose intolerant Every one of those people I've ever met They're like I'm just gonna eat or a kind of ice cream A lot of like
1: <laughs> truly gluten Allergic yeah. people they're like ah, Nah I'm eating that bread I don't I don't care yeah. Gluten free bread's terrible Yeah it doesn't
0: matter how much stomach pain we're
1: gonna be in They're gonna go down enjoying it
0: might You know well, what
1: I appreciate that Might as
0: well have a party in the mouth rather than uh...
1: <laughs> Oh Kristen <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy <laughs> Okay. Maybe that's not the right phrase for that, but... If you're going to suffer... Have a party in the mouth. If
0: you're going to suffer downstairs, have a party in the mouth.
1: Very poor choices of words.
0: I thought I'd compound on
1: it. Okay. Yeah. That's how we're leaving this, huh?
0: Well, I don't think that's going to be our last few words on this episode. I think it is. (laughs) What better way to close it? So remember, kids, party in the mouth and torture downstairs.
1: <laughs> oh no. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't really know how to close this out anymore. I feel like we just derailed.
0: Um, well, last time we did a gratitude corner. I guess we can be grateful that your asshole of a neighbor hasn't started stomping as of yet. He just got home.
1: We have uh, the loudest. We call him Stompy McGee. He is so loud. He shakes my ceiling fans. The lights shudder. I'm like, this is serious too.
0: This is not a joke. No, like you're probably going to hear this in the audio because this microphone is pretty
1: sensitive. But it really just. (sighs) It's amazing how a man that's not much larger than five foot five can make an entire apartment shake. It's bad. And his girlfriend, who fight a lot. They fight a lot. They had a 45-minute argument once about the fact that she threw away a credit card application that had his name on it, and he wanted to look at it because it was his mail. 45 minutes.
0: Yeah. Not exactly the uh, greatest love story there.
1: But I mean, then you have Matt and I following them from radiator to radiator <laughs> in the apartment listening. <laughs> well, they're so loud. You can hear them easily. You can hear them so easily.
0: Good Lord.
1: I feel like we're still failing at ending this. Yeah. Um.
0: Something good that happened? Gratitude corner?
1: I got one for you. I can do your gratitude corner.
0: Okay, go ahead. What's my gratitude corner?
1: You're going on a trip real soon. You're excited for that. That's true, but it hasn't happened
0: yet, so I can't say thanks for that. But you can be thankful that it's coming up. That's true. We'll be going away. Hopefully I'll miss more snow. Ugh. (laughs) No. Uh, Your gratitude corner could be that
1: you came back safe and sound on your flight. Yeah, my friend got married, Kayla. Yeah. That's exciting. Congratulations to her. Yeah, that was exciting. And you had a safe trip back. Yeah. Yeah. So there we go. I think it's going to be the source of my next story, because I I visited a vineyard down there. Ooh, can't wait to try that. Yeah. North Carolina wine? North Carolina. Yep. Hmm. I guess this is how we're going to end it,
0: huh? I guess so. Well, thank you guys for listening once again. Oh, uh, should I do? Yeah, if you want to do the social media side.
1: So you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Saucy Spirits Pod. You can find us, um, no, that's false. I lied. That was Twitter. You can find us on Twitter at Saucy Spirits Pod. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Saucy Spirits The Podcast. And you can email us at Gmail um, via the email Saucy Spirits the Podcast at gmail.com. We are on our way to getting a hundred likes are we really we have a hun- we have 11 followers on instagram awesome and we have like five or six is it a combined or is it no it's a it's follower count but i mean amongst different things
0: no just one of them has to get to 100 first
1: You're making this more difficult i'm not making it more difficult I'm that's gonna... okay i already enlisted someone to help us get a lot of likes great can't wait to go back to social
0: media. She
1: said that a friend asked her to help with YouTube, like a YouTube video she had and she got her a thousand hits. So Oh wow. Okay. Kristen's comeback guys. Oh boy. So soon if you want to reach out to us, it won't be just talking to me, but Kristen you know does do all of the editing so she has her hands full there, making us sound fantastic.
0: Yeah, and you're welcome to drop us a line or if you have a story you want us to cover or your own story that you want to tell uh just let us know.
1: Yeah, and you can find us right now on SoundCloud and on iTunes. iTunes, I think we're going to try and we're going to try to do Spotify and I think TuneIn next. So I'll keep you updated on social media for that as that happens. Um do we have any other news? No, I don't think so. I think that's quite a bit actually that we just forgot about. <laughs> <laughs> we're staring blankly at each other. We're just like, "Huh?"
0: What do we say to each other? What do we oh. do?
1: <laughs>
0: well, anyway, thank you guys for listening to our second episode and we hope to uh have you tune in for the next one. Yeah,
1: definitely. Thank you guys. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye.